Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 475th ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Florida to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call in number is 1 866 472 5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www. IIR Sports, one word, dot com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. well my highlight of the week is the Boston Celtics' utter domination of the Brooklyn Nets as the Celtics have taken team defense as we know it to a whole new level as they beat them in Boston twice last week and then surprisingly, if not shockingly, beat them even worse in Brooklyn on Saturday night, which was a new low point for the Nets experiment as we know it, meaning KD and Kyrie uh, where they basically disappeared uh, in the fourth quarter on Saturday night as the Celtics uh, won handily. Uh, again, more so than they won the first two games up in Boston where the Nets had a pretty decent chance to win late, but didn't. And Jason Tatum has emerged as an utter superstar in the NBA there's no further question. He's been ascending uh, seemingly with each passing game, especially in the playoffs. And now he has just solidified himself as the uh, uh, new up-and-coming superstar in the NBA. And it certainly is in stark contrast to Kevin Durant, where KD is just... Uh, just basically done nothing the entire series, the first three games. Uh, it's still nearly baffling to understand that the Celtics have a 3-0 lead. Let's not forget, uh, before the season started, the Nets were the preseason favorites. They have gotten rid of James Harden, traded him for Ben Simmons, and that leads into my low light of the week, which is, of course, Ben Simmons, uh, after hopes seemed to be raised that he would play tonight, he ultimately will not. He has been ruled out. So now we're talking about a guy, number one overall draft pick. Let's not forget that a couple years back. A guy who has not played basketball in around about a year, uh, yet he sits courtside at all the Nets games. And... Uh, it's just, uh, again, it's a low light for the game of basketball, certainly for the Nets. Uh, even the Harden trade isn't working out so great for the Sixers, where he just doesn't seem to be the player that he once was. So it almost feels like it's a ripple effect. Uh, we all remember the last time we saw Ben Simmons, which was in the playoffs against the Atlanta Hawks a year ago. And, uh, you know, basically... Did not take a dunk that was right there for him. Can't shoot foul shots, so he didn't want to go to the line. And when he did, it was uh, uncomfortable, <laughs> to say the least. And so it is just uh, a, a real low light for him, for Ben Simmons, um, to find himself in this position as, again, a former overall number one pick. And it's just... Uh, you know, just a crazy situation. Um, my bizarre story of the week is being down here in uh, 
witnessing for the first time ever Fenway South at Tropicana Field, uh, 10 minutes from where I'm standing right now, uh, where the Red Sox were in town and Boston fans just poured into St. Pete uh, in the Tampa area for the Red Sox Tampa Bay Rays weekend series. Uh, and it reached a, a crazy status on Saturday night where uh, the Rays won on a walk-off home run in the bottom of the 10th. They were down 2-1. Kevin Kiermaier hit a home run to walk it off. And then uh, all the fans, both Rays and Red Sox, walked across the street to the famous sports bar called Ferg's and, uh, and walked right into a, a bonus uh, for Boston fans, which was, of course, the Celtics-Nets game occurring on all the TVs, of which there must be 100, um, and were able to cheer the Celtics on, and a uh, quick way to get over the walk-off home run they had w- just witnessed against their Sox uh, moments earlier. So it was quite an atmosphere on Saturday night, something not to soon be forgotten for years and years. I've been hearing about, you know, Fenway South where basically Red Sox fans fly in Yankee fans too. I guess you could call it Yankee stadium South, uh, where they just fly in and, uh, I won't say take over the stadium, but certainly what I saw at Ferg's was, you know, 50, 50, uh, Sox fans and Rays fans, and uh, it, just quite a sight to behold for for me, uh, since I live in Boston. And it was uh, just really a, a, a tr- totally unique atmosphere, and again, just elevated big time by the uh, Celtics game being on TV in the fourth quarter and taking over uh, or taking the 3-0 lead on the Nets. So very, very cool weekend, uh, to say the least. And it's important to understand that, you know, Red Sox tickets can be hard to come by, not necessarily at this time of year, but certainly later in the year and absolutely in the playoffs. And, you know, uh, no secret, the drop uh, doesn't sell out, and in fact, I went to opening day for the Rays a couple weeks ago. I talked about it on the show uh, recently, right after attending that game a few days later, and the entire upper section is just not even, tickets aren't even sold. Uh, but that said, it was better than I thought inside the drop, first time ever, uh, but it's all lower-level seats, and the seats are great, <laughs> just great. I had great seats right near the right field foul pole. So it's actually kind of a, a, if good seats are your number one priority, it's a good atmosphere. If having a roof ahead uh, on top of you with uh, crazy ground rules uh, as far as pop-ups hitting wires and things like that, uh, unique, to put it mildly. But uh, yeah, so... It was just really fun to see, and again, for Red Sox and Yankee fans, to uh, to punctuate my point, it, as crazy as it sounds, given, well, maybe not today with airfares rising so dramatically, but in the past, you know, where you could jump on, say, a JetBlue flight and fly down for whatever minimal amount of money, uh, it was almost cheaper to fly down to the Trop to see the Sox than it would be to just drive into Fenway. I mean, as crazy as that sounds, that has been the case for a number of years. Things may be changing, but you wouldn't have known it uh, on Saturday night by any means. So the NBA playoffs right now are ruling, to put it mildly. Uh, Sox, of course, not Sox, Celtics. Stuff to keep them both straight. Celtics are up uh, 3-0, as we know. Uh, Raptors. Uh, 76ers up 3-1 on the Raptors, and uh, the infamous two two games, 
So one series is Jazz Mavericks, the infamous and turning point of any series. Game five is tonight at 9.30 Eastern time. And then we also have going on still um, the Hawks in the Heat, Heat up 3-1, Timberwolves and Grizzlies. These are tomorrow night's games, by the way. Uh, both tied at 2-2, so game five tomorrow night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. And then at 10 p.m., Pelican Suns, 2-2. Again, game five. These are pivotal games, to put it mildly. They very often decide the series, so they're going to get it on at 10 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow night. And kind of a shame what happened to Devin Booker, given the year the uh, Phoenix Suns have had, which was by far the best record in the NBA, best team in the NBA all season long. Chris Paul just can't seem to catch a break. Uh, whether it's him being injured or, in this case, Devin Booker being injured. Uh, there's always something, it seems, <laughs> surrounding Chris Paul in the playoffs, and it's sad, um, given his uh, illustrious career. So we shall see. going to be an interesting couple nights here in the NBA playoffs, to say the least. So now let's take our break, and next up is our call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, so don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania, and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Listen to the Desert Ranch Podcast to hear what connects us to the producers that are keeping us from being naked, hungry, and thirsty. Get a look into the lives of those who live differently from the comforts of a 9-to-5 lifestyle to care for land and livestock. The Desert Ranch Podcast with Vanessa Rohr on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football 
many other sports as well, joins us. And AP, how you doing today? Hey, John. I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you, as always, for joining us. And uh, I did a deep dive on the NBA playoffs uh, in the first segment. So why don't we move to our bread and butter, which is football. And uh, first thing I want to say, AP, is I watched on TV the Big Ten Network, the Penn State Spring Game which was Saturday afternoon in State College. And, uh, you know, it was a good take. I've seen, watched a few before, never been to one. But I know you've been right. to a few, whether it's Auburn or Alabama and perhaps others. Uh, but AP, it was a good take. It was really cool just at the beginning where I got like an instant uh, picture painted of all the hotshot signings coming out of high school that Penn State did. And within literally the first five minutes of watching, you know, I had a complete handle on, you, you know, the blue chip prospects that are were playing in the game and are in state college. And it was really cool. So I'm sure it's something you can relate to, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. John, John did you see an established quarterback for Penn State uh, coming this season? Yeah, it's going to be Sean Clifford. He's coming back for certainly his fifth, if literally not his sixth year. year. Um, okay. you, you know, he's definitely established. Um, tough to say what the future may hold for him. So I think he's smart to stay right. another year in college or perhaps enhance himself for the NFL uh, down the road. But, you know, he, he's now, you know, He's been around for a while, and again, I wouldn't even be shocked if it's his sixth year, given the COVID extra year. And, uh, you know, right. he's solid. You witnessed him in person at the whiteout game last yes. year against Auburn. He, he's solid. I, I don't know that I would use a word beyond that. But one thing's for sure, mm -hmm. he is certainly experienced. No doubt about that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'll get a chance to see Penn State against Auburn. They're traveling to the, the Plains uh, beyond the 17th of September. I'm looking forward to that game. It was it was competitive and exciting last year, so it'll be fun to watch them again uh, this season. And, you know, because Penn State they don't travel to the southeast very much. Matter of fact, Correct. it's been years. You know, they they played way back you know, in the '70s and maybe the right. '80s, possibly. You know, Alabama, of course, with a ten-year contract. They played Kentucky, they played Tennessee. Uh, I'm not sure they played any other SEC team that I could think of uh, down in the southeast. So that's why I really wanted to be at that ball game on the 17th of September. It's probably the biggest game of the day. Oh, I have no doubts, AP, as was the game last year up in Happy Valley. And, uh, you know, it's funny to hear you just run through. You have such a good memory, uh, which we love. And, uh, AP, I remember all those games. I remember Penn State playing, of course, Alabama and Bear Bryant. Uh, Joe Paterno versus Bear Bryant, need we say more? And, of course, the famous games against Tennessee and Johnny Majors was their coach. Uh, the, this is stuff that, you know, I as a Penn State fan and many many others from Pennsylvania just remember right off the top of our head that, to your point of that's how rare it is. So I think uh, everybody's going to be riveted to see uh, Penn State down south again uh, this coming September. It'll be great. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think if CBS has the capability to broad that, broadcast that game at night because it is an SEC home game, so they have the the uh, rights to it, I believe. Uh, if it right. was on, if, like last year, of course, it was on, I think, ABC or ESPN at night. That was a night game. Uh, Absolutely this it was. Year, I'm not sure if CBS, I'm not sure if that weekend they have that open window for the night game. If not, it'll be the 2.30 Central game, I'm sure. Right. No doubt about it. I, I, it will not be a noon start. We, we, you can go to the bank with that no. one for, for ratings purposes. No, and no. Uh, Yeah, you raise a good point. I mean, suffice it to say, I mean, CBS has often broadcast SEC games at night. I mean, I need only look no further than the countless... Alabama LSU games that are on in prime time. So I, I, I like the chances of it being a prime time game. 
And uh, who knows, knowing Auburn fans and SEC fans in general, they might, uh, they probably wouldn't do a whiteout, but they might come up with some kind of color scheme to uh, sort of offset the whiteout of last September. In fact, I would almost yeah, expect I that think to so. happen. Orange or blue. Yeah, probably so. Yeah, probably so, John. Right. John, is the, the star running back, uh, Singleton, has he arrived on campus yet? He sure has. He Oh, okay. So you, he played in that game some? He played in the game. Absolutely. He's like what did you, what did you think, eight or eight player of the year, right? Yeah, he was a top player. I, I met him at the Maxwell Awards banquet uh, in Atlantic City. Wow. That's really cool. Um, were you impressed? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice young gentleman. And so I told him we'll see him down at Auburn and Looking forward to watching him. So, I mean, it's not it's not often that Penn State gets a running back. Let's say that's the the number one player by some in the country, or number one running back at least. Right. And do you, by any chance, know where he's from, AP? Oh, the town, John. I I forgot the town. I sure did. But is it Pennsylvania? I forgot the exact town. Pennsylvania, as far as I know, yes. As far as I know, too. Yeah. Um, Again, they were throwing a lot of information about yeah. a lot of young, you know, new guys. But I thought I, I he yeah. is indeed from Pennsylvania. I did hear the town. I didn't recognize it, uh, despite the fact growing right. up there. But growing up there also taught me there's a lot of small towns in Pennsylvania. Trust me. <laughs> Endless. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Big um, state with a lot of towns. Sure. What, what did oh you think gosh. of him, John? Did you get a chance to watch him a little bit? Oh, yeah, he showed some flashes. Yeah, you, you can just see it. And, you know, it's Penn State's biggest need, AP, it turns out. You know, the, and what was fun about the spring game was just a reminder of, like, last season, which I'm sure you can relate to, given you probably got the same thing at Alabama and Auburn spring games this year, which is just a reminder of what was good about last year's team, what was not so good, and without a doubt, the thing that was not so good and, I, I knew this. Every Penn State remembers this from last year. Penn State fan, that's you know, you know the one the running game was weak. Whether it was injuries, perhaps transfers, you know, uh, they let's face it, Penn State's always had a good running game, and uh, yes. yeah, I mean Noah, Noah Kane, you know, wasn't in the lineup last year. I think he was injured. Uh, tough to keep straight between injuries and portal transfer portal, but. Uh, Suffice it to say, Penn State's biggest need is a running game. So Singleton would seem to be exactly the type of player they need. And, you know, let's just say the road is clear for him to, uh, <laughs> you know, launch his career uh, as, a, as a star running back at Penn State, which is, you know, uh, uh, the path to stardom, shall we say. Yes, and if you can catch the football, I'm sure that's welcomed as well because in this passing age, uh, anytime you get somebody on the perimeter, uh, the wide receivers are first, and then you're looking down the scene for the tight ends. That's become in vogue lately. But if you have a running back, you get them some screens or just some flare-outs, and he's one-on-one with linebackers and can make his move. That, that annoys the defense because you've got everybody covered. And this running back is driving you crazy in the passing game. Well, that's it, AP. You're in, and Clifford, although he has some mobility, uh, maybe even above average, you know, he, he's a guy who can absolutely positively use, you know, an outlet. Let's not forget Penn State lost Jahan Dotson, uh, just who's likely to go uh, high in the draft, first round, I would yes. think. Uh, tremendous player, uh, an all-time great at Penn State. And uh, so, you, you know, I think it's safe to say right off the bat that, you, you know, Sean Clifford can use all the help he can get, which would be certainly a running back who can catch the ball as a safety valve out of the backfield. And I'm guessing, uh, given how highly touted Singleton is, that he, you know, uh, Knows how to catch passes. <laughs> Just a guess. I, I don't think you get to <laughs> I be think so. one of the top high school players no. in America without being able to catch the ball. Yeah, I, I, I agree, John. But I really 
am so happy that those teams are meeting. And yes. we'd like to see more of those games, and I think we will down the road. Uh, I know that, uh, you know, Auburn scheduled that game home and home. I think they play California the coming years. So that's a beautiful venue out in Berkeley, those mountains around the stadium. And so oh, yeah, absolutely. Those are the, the, type, the type of games you, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not even sure if they ever played each other. Uh, Auburn and Penn State have played, uh, I think this is going to be number four, I believe. They played twice in the bowl in Florida, two right. different bowls, Tampa, Orlando, I think it was, and then they played the home game at Happy Valley. So this is only the fourth time, but I love to see those intersectional games. Oh, classic. No doubt about it, two of the top programs in America. And just as we close out the first segment, I mean, it'll be intriguing I'm guessing it's the second, if not third, game of the year, probably the second. And, uh, you know, Auburn has to sort out its quarterback situation, if I remember correctly, uh, with the transfer of uh, Bo Nix. Oh, yeah. Yeah, John, we could talk about them when we come back because that's a spring game. We could uh, have an overview of that, that day. We will do just that. So why don't we take our break and we'll get to that and many other things, uh, topics on the other side. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Join hosts Navanav every week for Good Morning Canada. Our home is Canada, but our message and reach is boldly global. Our focus is on the alternative perspective, the hidden dimension, and the expansive horizon. Ideas are designed to be challenged, perceptions shattered, and information balanced. We invite you to visualize the converse viewpoint, dare to be inquiring, but always promise an hour of lively fun. Listen worldwide at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleiner interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleiner Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me at IIR at Comcast.net. 
And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football, many other sports as well. And A.P., thanks again for joining us. Great segment uh, previously where we discussed the Penn State spring game, which led into our discussion of your knowledge of spring games from Alabama and Auburn. Uh, And ultimately, we got to Penn State visiting Auburn this September 17th. And we left off talking about Auburn's quarterback situation, uh, which is already intriguing, I'd say. John, they should have four candidates uh, at the quarterback position. T.J. Finley, 6'7", 250 pounds. He transferred from LSU last year. He was inserted uh, when they were down against Georgia State of all teams and came back and to I, win on a fourth down that. play. You know, but, I remember watching yeah, him. Bo Nix was struggling. Yep. And so Bo Nix Bo transferred to Oregon and uh, – uh, John, you won't believe it. The or, one of the Oregon quarterbacks from Alabama transferred back to Auburn. Almost like a trade. Yeah, Robbie Ashford. Yeah, <laughs> Robbie Ashford yeah. out of Hoover, and coincidentally, Robbie was a junior. He's about six three, six four. Plays some baseball for Oregon as well. I'm not sure he's going to play at Auburn, but he's one of those quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes can throw from all types of angles. Really, he's running. That's intriguing. Field. Yeah, yeah. So. I saw him play, believe it or not, against Bo Nix when he was a junior. Bo was a senior, and I think Robbie's team, Hoover, I mean, people are familiar with that team nationally. They oh, beat Penson Valley. Iconic. Uh, I think it was, yeah, I think it was maybe 52 to 14, 52 to 21, something of that nature. It was the opening game of uh, Bo's senior year and Robbie's junior year. So that's another quarterback. He was the MVP of the A-Day game at Auburn. Then you have the quarterback who beat Alabama from Texas and Calzada. Zach Calzada, he transferred to Auburn as well. Did not play in the spring, was injured. So he's, a, he's there. That's three quarterbacks. And you have a freshman out of Georgia, won a couple of state titles, I think, at a lower level. So it's quite a battle. But I think, I believe probably that maybe Zach Calzada will be the starter. But I think that Robbie Ashford is someone to watch because he is very fast. And I think... You could put him in in the red zone, John. And he put a lot of problems for people. Wow. So he's mobile. Very mobile, yes. Okay. Well, that's They've exciting. I mean, position, so yeah. what's that? They, they have to settle that position because, as you know, in this era of football, high school, college, pro, it's a quarterback-driven game now. Oh, my gosh, yes. Quarterbacks rule, to put it mildly. And AP, you know, what better uh, moment to switch topics slightly, ever so slightly, than, uh, than now with, uh, with where you are and where you're headed, uh, which would be Las Vegas for the NFL draft. You have to be very excited. It's going to be awesome in Las Vegas, for gosh sakes. Yeah, John, it was be there two years ago, I think this is, I'm sure it's over 10 years that I've been covering, you know, New York many times, Chicago, Cleveland last year, Nashville, I think I just missed Philadelphia, and Dallas, I had some commitments at Alabama Sports Hall of Fame that weekend for people I was uh, sponsoring, so I didn't make it, but I always enjoy the NFL draft because you see people, meeting people from around the country. You get a chance to visit with the prospects that are drafted. 21 are confirmed this year. Georgia has three. Alabama has a couple. Ohio State has a couple. Uh, Malik Willis, the former Auburn quarterback who played at Liberty, he'll be there. Uh, USC wide receiver Drake London. Uh, those are some of the names that I, I recall. Uh, North Carolina's offensive lineman. He'll be a high draft choice. Um, so it'd be fun and you know, it'd be theatrical because it's in Las Vegas. Right. The fact it's going to be in Vegas. I mean, I'm hearing great things about it. I think the, uh, Bellagio is going to be, uh, like a red carpet where, where it's happening. And we all know the Bellagio from the famous, uh, water fountains outside where 
okay. with the music. It's uh, let's just say if you're walking down the strip, it's a must stop and uh, yes. watch for a while, <laughs> to say the least. So I'm pretty sure <laughs> right. I have that correct that the NFL is going to uh, do some very, very creative things with the Bellagio Fountain, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yeah, so that'll be a spectacle, and uh, I'm so glad I'm going to be in Las Vegas for the draft. And Oh, yeah. Uh, it's going to be great. Um, I guess, yeah, I, I guess usually the drama, John, primarily a lot of times is at the quarterback position. Oh, yeah. But, but a little less so this year, AP, correct me if I'm wrong, yes. than previous years. Yeah. Uh, just a little bit. Yes. It's not... You know, like last year where, you know, five quarterbacks went in the first 15 picks, of course, the 15th being Mac Jones to New England. And, uh, and you know, you know, from Trevor Lawrence to, uh, I think it's Zach Wilson to the Jets to Trey Lance to the Niners. I think they were the first three picks, if I remember correctly. And But I think it's going to be a little different than that this year on the quarterback front. Right, you could see somebody like Kenny Pickett maybe being a top choice out of Pittsburgh, maybe. Right. He's most ready. Uh, but I don't know if anybody believes there's a quarterback that can change their franchise. But, John, to me, you don't need the best quarterback, but you need a very good quarterback. And then if you can build your defense, have an excellent offensive line, give them the, the skilled receivers, maybe have a, a sensational tight end, you can be pr- productive. You don't have to be the best quarterback in the league. Oh, absolutely, AP. No doubt about it. And, uh, you know, I watched a thing over the weekend on the 1983 draft and the dropping of Dan Marino in that draft, famously, and the Steelers not taking him. That was the focus. And, uh, and I, of course, you know, Steeler fans are, you know, they have a needed quarterback. Granted, they got Mitchell Trubisky. Um, And, of course, the horrible death of Dwayne Haskins. Uh, But they're, uh, a lot of Pittsburgh fans, myself included, are secretly hoping that they kind of, quote, correct that mistake from (laughs) the 1983 draft and not picking Marino. And, in fact, if he's available, we'll pick Kenny Pickett. Uh, rated by many the number one quarterback pick uh, in this year's draft and maybe move up to get him because they have a need for the future. And uh, wouldn't that be something? Uh, you, you know, Kenny Pickett pit trains in the same facility as the Steelers. Like he knows everybody no different than Marino back in the day. <laughs> Knew the team. Or right. Rooney loved him. <clears throat> and, you know, on and on and on. But th- that... Certainly, everybody will be watching for that uh, from Pittsburgh. That's for darn sure. Yeah, John, that would be uh, something for the Pittsburgh Steelers fans. I, I don't even remember who they picked in 1983, to tell you the truth. But I do, um, because they, I watched you know, the Ken, show. Oh, Gabriel Rivera, defensive lineman. Oh, he was the next one. Yeah, he was the next one pick. Yeah. He was, but he, got, he was in an auto accident yes. soon yes. after his NFL career started. And... Uh, that was that was that. Um, yes. So, yes. uh, yeah, just crazy set of circumstances, of course. But uh, yes. yeah, and then of course, there's, beyond that, there's a lot of uh, hope for you know, if not Kenny Pickett, then it's Malik Willis is someone who's Pittsburgh fans have their eye on. Um, you mentioned him yeah. earlier. I, Frankly, I didn't realize he played it. I had heard he played at Auburn, but I don't. I don't know any of the history of yeah. why he left or whatever. But obviously, he did to go to Liberty D two school, if I'm not mistaken. And um, at the, at the time, it was. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't know if it was uh, when he transferred, John, because you know they, they they had they played Ole Miss and some other teams. You know, okay, so coach, he played. They played. Yeah, they played in the bowl game against Eastern Michigan in Mobile, so I got a chance to meet with Malik. Okay. Um, well, he, he is, you know, to start with the simple fact, he appears to have the best arm in the draft, someone who can throw it like a Patrick oh, no. Mahomes for distance. And uh, so, yeah, so there, there's still some intrigue around the quarterback position, no doubt about that. And uh, there always is, needless to say, it. you know, maybe not 
the level of last year. But uh, quarterbacks make it and break it in college football and the pros, as you mentioned. Um, and AP, hard to believe we're at the end of our second segment together. So why don't we take our break now, but we still have a lot more to get to on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Listen for Go to Health Radio, featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your healthcare needs and reputable healthcare experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to Melody Edmondson's The Space of the Waste radio program. This companion piece to her successful guidebook series, The Space of the Waist, focuses on body types and how to make your waist length flattering, no matter what your body type is. Guests include designers, merchandise managers, factory owners, and more. You'll also find out what accessories will complement your body shape and waist length. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And Before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is, of course, tonight's Celtics-Nets Game 4 from Brooklyn. The Celtics are going for the sweep. Most in the basketball world seem to think they're going to get that sweep. Uh, Count me among them. The Nets look like a broken team, and the Celtics are playing defense, unlike anything we've seen in, uh, in years, if not decades, in the NBA. So... Uh, I believe it's 7 p.m. Eastern time, and uh, when you're from Boston, it is must-see TV. So looking forward to that. And AP, it's uh, the NBA playoffs are certainly uh, cooking at a high level, and yet they're going to get interrupted uh, when you and many others pour into Vegas for the draft. And uh, it sure it sure is going to be exciting, to say the least. Yeah, it's come a long way since the early stages of that broadcast, and now it's a 
three-day event that's in yep. prime time. And so Americans, they love football, professional football especially. Oh, yes. What the NFL has done with the draft is nothing short of amazing. Again, appointment television, especially Thursday night, uh, you know, prime time when they make the first, uh, you know, the first round. And AP, it seems like uh, the Jaguars may be leaning towards Michigan's fabulous defensive end slash linebacker, Aiden Hutchinson. But in the same light, AP, if I'm the Jags, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, get an offensive lineman to protect Trevor Lawrence. That should seem to be, to me, to be the dominant need. Nothing against Hutchinson by any means. He's terrific. But. Yeah, yeah, John, I think what they did was, you know, Aiden, big, big defensive end, uh, yep. excellent player. But I think what happened was Cam Robinson, I believe they tagged him, John. So he's on that left side, I think. So Evan Neal with the potential, the offensive left tackle for Alabama, who's played guard right tackle and left tackle at his career at Alabama. So I think they might lean towards the defensive lineman now. Right. Okay. That's, yeah. And that's kind of what I've been hearing, that they feel like they shored up their offensive line. And therefore, uh, Aiden Hutchinson, who came up huge in the Ohio State game when it mattered most, uh, you know, is looking like the number one pick. And and he's tremendous. And, you, you know, we talk quarterbacks and, you know, other than, you know, behind quarterbacks, it's uh, pass rushers and lockdown corners are the second and third most important positions for the in the NFL these days. So uh, no doubt there'll be, you know, a heavy leaning towards those players, obviously. I, I think so. Uh yeah, offensive linemen, I think there's going to go quite a few offensive left tackles in the first round, actually. Oh, yes. And the, right. edge, rushers, I, I, and the edge rushers, yeah. Good point. Glad you said that. That, of course, is the other just uh, premier position, which is, you know, protecting the blind side of the quarterback, which typically is uh, left tackle, like you said. So it's going to be fun, AP. Uh uh, I'm sure you're excited. Um, you know, no sooner does the draft occur this coming, starting Thursday night through Saturday, than right after that, May 12th is going to be. Uh, they've announced that the NFL that they're going to release their schedule, and that's always like AP. It's practically a holiday, especially when you're a season ticket holder like me. That will determine my fall and tens of thousands like me. Um, <laughs> So, again, NFL year-round these days, year-round. <laughs> Excuse me, I think so, John, because people are going to make their plans for the fall. Yep. <clears throat> exactly right, AP. Uh, for instance, just we were talking about Penn State Auburn September 17th. I mean, uh, it'll be interesting to see who, uh, you know, who the Patriots will play that weekend. Will it be a home game? Will it be of uh, high stature? For instance, I believe the Bengals are coming in. Another thing the NFL does, of course, is they tell you who's coming, but they don't tell you when. But on May 12th, we know when. So we already know the home games and the away games. And uh, and I believe the Patriots, speaking of Vegas, I think the Patriots play in Vegas this year. So instantly, you know, you, you you know, Vegas is the new draw for visiting teams, you know, who, the fans who want to go for a weekend in Vegas and who don't, who doesn't. So, oh, that, yeah, that's another yeah, that'd bit be of a game to for, circle. Yeah. yeah, that would definitely be a game to circle on the calendar, uh, John. The, yes, the I'm Patriots pretty sure. The Raiders have quite a history as well. <laughs> quite the history, exactly. Probably surpassed only by yeah, the, get, uh, well, from the, yeah, you that's know. Quite, from the East Coast perspective, yeah, maybe surpassed cool. only by the Steelers yeah. uh, Raiders history. Yes. But uh, yeah, right. the Patriots right. and, have and their any, own. And, oh, yeah. And John, any month you go out in Las Vegas, it's pretty good weather normally. Correct. Fairly exactly. good weather compared to where you're traveling from the East Coast. It's usually better. Yeah. So, bottom fall. line, as a Patriots fan and like many other Patriots fans, I would think they would like to see that game post Thanksgiving 
as in December. Yes. Going out for the holiday season <laughs> right. to Vegas, right. nice weather, and right. like you said, a great history and what will be potentially a great game. I mean, when you look at what the yeah. Raiders did in the off season and with uh, and you know the the high hopes for the Patriots as Mac Jones enters year two. Um, oh yes, absolutely. Oh, it's going to be fun, no doubt about it. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's just going to be uh, a great weekend out there. I, I know you're very very excited and uh, can't wait to see who's going to be the you know the first round picks. You know, there's just so much intrigue about that, and we're here at the end of the show, so. Any final thoughts on the draft we would welcome before we uh, have to close her out, AP? Well, I, I think this is the where's the beef draft, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. and when I say where's the beef, there's plenty of beef. So I think that's going to be selected uh, in big numbers, both sides of the line, offensive and defensive line. Perfect thought, as always. Um, and that, that's a perfect note to close the show on. And, uh, and just to confirm, the... Celtics-Nets game tonight is indeed 7 p.m. Eastern time on TNT. So, going to be fun to watch. And AP, I just want to thank you, as always, for calling in today and sharing your expertise. Oh, my pleasure, John. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.